You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. We're getting real with women who inspire us. The three of us together have a lot of experience discussing real issues that affect real women. Now, we're giving you a chance to actually hear how we talk about the topics in the newsroom behind the scenes here on the Oklahoma Women Want to Know podcast. We're so excited about our first episode of Oklahoma Women Want to Know. I'm April Hill. I am a news director for KRMG and the Midday Anchor. I am Jen Townley. I am the morning co-host for the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter. And I'm Crystal. I'm a news reporter at KRMG. And we have Jennifer Edwards in studio with us today, and we're going to get to more about her in just a moment. Let her introduce herself. But first, let's talk about how I found you. It was a few weeks ago. My husband and I went to an art studio just a few blocks from the radio station here for sidewalk sale. And I walk in and the artist starts telling me how she opened this shop right when the pandemic hit. And she thought, what am I going to do? My dream's gone because everyone stopped shopping in person. And then she found out about Jennifer Edwards. And the two of them came together and pivoted and came up with an idea that was so brilliant that her business started booming. So of course I had to meet Jennifer and that's why she's our first guest here. So Jennifer, tell us, you've got a really eclectic background, a business background. Tell us how you came to this point and what it is you do now. I do have an eclectic background. (laughs) I might, well, let's start with college. My degree is from the University of Tulsa. Go Hurricanes. My degree is in organizational communication, which doesn't go well with anything that I do, but it works, right? (laughs) I got my degree, worked for a while, then bought my dad's business, which was a construction business in fire protection called Southwest Fire Protection. My husband and I bought that. And I was the CFO, the chief financial officer for that business for 15 years. And then someone came knocking on the door to buy, which never happens in construction. And so we knew that we better walk through that door and see, is this something that we want to do? And we did. So we sold our business. And then I had a couple of years to think about what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I spent that time kind of evaluating, well, what do I want to do? And it really boiled down to, I want to help people. Like that really was it. Like that's the simple message was I want to help people. But then I had to decide, well, how do I do that? So I help people with my experience. So 15 years of entrepreneurial experience of making every money mistake that anybody could make. No one can outdo me. We made them all. And uh, helping people, you know, shorten the learning curve, helping people strategize, helping people understand their financials, helping people understand what their strengths are, and just going from there. And I I mean, I guess it's the rest is history. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you did for the art studio first, and then we'll let Crystal and Jen take over with the rest. Okay. Rosemary, who is amazing. She and I had been connected for years through, I believe, my sister, my, oh, my younger sister's an artist, and uh, her name is Nikki Wood. Yay, Nikki. Um, <laughs> they were friends. I went to a couple of art things. Rosemary was there and just kind of stayed connected over the years. 
and um, I want to say I saw something on social media and reached out to her, and we just started talking, and she was talking about the pandemic, and I was doing at the time, which I still do, uh, mastermind groups for uh, female business owners, and I uh, invited her. It wasn't something she felt was something she wanted to do. She really wanted something one-to-one rather than one-to-many. And so she and I connected and we started talking about business and it was 2020 and it was the pandemic and she was trying to figure out what to do. And all of my clients were having to pivot. Like you just take what you do and you just move this direction. You move that direction until you figure it out. And everybody had their hands thrown in the air at that point saying, what am I going to do in business now? And really that's how it happened. Okay. So, and the paint by numbers thing, she told me (laughs) it was your idea, but you say no. Okay. So one of my really big strengths is strategizing. And I don't know if you guys know anything about the Clifton Strength Finders assessment. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I think I did that as a manager here okay. at the company. So in my top five, strategy is one of my top five. And so I naturally strategize. So did I come up with that idea? I don't recall it that way. But what I do is I sit with my clients and I strategize and try to find their strengths and pull that out of them. And so I feel like she mentioned it, and then I helped her run with it. I just don't feel like I can take full credit for that. It's too brilliant. It's so amazing because it's a great gift. It's priced just right. She said she was so busy that she was out running errands on Christmas Eve, dropping them off. I mean, it exploded. I've bought several, and I want more because she's got such – she went with some local landmarks too, which people really grasp onto. And and the prints that you do with the paint-by-numbers – they're beautiful. I saw them online. There was the one of the outside of Canes. There was the golden driller, but the the coloring that she uses to help, you know, with the paint by numbers, they're really beautiful. And it's really cool that anyone can do that. I am amazed that that's what came out of that conversation. So she had a gallery and a paint it's where people come in and they can paint and stuff. And then you come up with this totally different idea for the paint by numbers, that kind of thing scares me where you have to pivot and you're like, well, I can do this and this, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So it's just sounds so frightening to me to have to just come up with something completely different. And it is. And especially during that time when nobody had any idea, there was no history to go off of. Right. We all just had to sit around and strategize and figure it out. And and it's called throwing the spaghetti on the wall. Does it stick? Great. Move along with that and then do the next spaghetti. I mean, it really was just a random throw the ideas out there, try them, see if they work. If they don't, move forward. So when she came to you um, and said, I don't know what to do, where do you start with that? Like where, where do you, when somebody comes to you and says, I need help, how do you start? I always start with, number one, letting them know that they're normal. Because every entrepreneur has this fear that they're the only ones who are going through this really difficult time. And I love sitting across the table from a an entrepreneur and them being overwhelmed. And then I say, I always just kind of lean in across the table and I always say, you know that this is normal, right? And their shoulders fall. And I can see a completely different countenance come over them. So that's the first thing is I let them know they're normal. 
because they feel like they are the only one going through this. And from there, we start talking about strengths. Like, what is it that you are really great at? Let's jump in there. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you your zone of genius is, let's look at that, and then let's go from there. And you said something earlier. You said that if there was a mistake in business, you've made it. Can you tell us some of the mistakes you've made that we can learn from? Oh, yeah. How many? How many uh, would you all like? All of them. <laughs> Start with. Teach us. Maybe stop with like the top five biggies or the top okay. three biggies. Like okay. what was the biggest one where you were like, oh my, I can't believe this is happening. What did I do? Um, I would say that probably the biggest mistake that my husband and I made was during the recession of 2008, 9, 10, the mortgage crisis um, in construction. Construction gets hit hard and first. Mm-hmm. And um, money just dried up, right? So we still have contracts and jobs and our name on the line, and we have employees. But we had run out our line of credit. And, y'all, I'm just being, like, really transparent here. Yes, please. Ran out our credit. Our credit cards were maxed. And all that was left was our retirement to pay payroll and to get things caught up. And we emptied our retirement. Oh, Mm. Don't do that. Scary. Ever. <laughs> because well, here's the thing. At my age, at our age, here we are, we'll probably have to work till we, we're dead, right? Because our retirement was given away for payroll all those years ago, which it could have been accumulating. However, those young people could have just, it would, might not have been easy and it might not have been where they wanted to work, but they could have gotten a job. So what you, what would you have suggested at that point? Would you have suggested that the business keep going on? Would you get well you ran out your credit so you couldn't get loans? Would you tell them to find another job? Would you let them go? Like what was your other option? Our only other option which we really played it out that way anyway, I mean would have been let more people go, but when you own a small business, you spend more time with your business family than you do your own family. <laughs> These people were our our responsibility. Like we carried that on our shoulders. It was us as bosses who f- put food on their table because we sold the jobs and paid the payroll and so we took it very very seriously. Yeah, you were feeding their kids. Yes. So it was really tough. So what we ended up doing, we, we ran, again, when recessions happen and crazy stuff goes on, you you just play out every scenario. You know, in hindsight, I might have gotten a coach. <laughs> that might have been a good thing to do. We didn't think about that because money was so sparse. Um, we, you know, offered, uh, I think at that point, everyone maybe took a little bit of a pay cut. We tried that for a while. But as jobs would complete, over an 18-month period, we went from 32 employees to 14. So we did the layoffs. Every time a job ended, we had to completely revamp, reorganize, put different people in different spots. I mean, it was every couple of weeks. It was just, it was gut-wrenching. Wow. So really what you're doing by being a coach is you're kind of saving a lot of stress that these people may undergo without your help. That is where it starts for sure. That is where it starts. Yep. 
And what were the, okay, so the other two mistakes. Oh, gosh. Okay, hang we're, on. We're, I got to think about this. We're getting off on the tangent. Yeah. I still want to know the other two. I'm like, two. I need to know what the other you two are. First of all, so my good. other dirt. <laughs> um, Lay it out for us. That's why we're on. here. I'm, I'm trying to think. The more dirt, the better. You know, so much of it is surrounded about, surrounded money, okay? So in theory, what you should do in business is when things are good, you should take all that profit and stow it away. Stow it away, yeah. So that in the hard times, the cash is there because cash is king, right? So we're there's all the threats of recession right now, and I, I understand there are companies who are witnessing that. If we were all really smart, we wouldn't go buy nice cars when the money was good. We wouldn't, like there was one point at which my husband, not a brand new one, but he did go surprise me with a very used, I have to put all the disclaimers in there, <laughs> Mercedes, right? Same price as everybody else pays for their big giant trucks, right? I mean, it, it just has the Mercedes name. And it was a nice car. I'm not complaining. But really, in in the good times, you stow the cash away and you do little bitty things to celebrate. But what happens is we go through really hard times when you're a business owner and you are scraping and scraping and scraping. So when things start getting better, you're like, oh, okay. Now I can breathe. I'm going to go buy this because I didn't for two years. I'm going to go do this because I didn't. I'm going to take this vacation. I'm going to really, that is n- not oh, balanced. I'm thinking to myself, all. I'm not going to get that Tempur-Pedic after all. <laughs> yeah, no. no, just go ahead and do it. <sighs> that Went is on the exactly fence. right. Okay. So uh, what was, what, one more. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I'm thinking it's always around money. Money is always the thing. What about being a business owner and dealing with, personalities how did you do any were there any growing pains there so uh yes mostly we because we were in construction we mostly hired young males right strong (laughs) bodily they could heavy lift really heavy things and um if I had it to do over again I would have done a better job of understanding what motivated them because every human is motivated by something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money, some, power. Some people are straight, like a career. I want to be able to do this. I want to build things, and this is going to be my foot in the door. And someone else's, I need a paycheck, and this is something I can do, yeah. and I'll just do it until I find something better. And, and that pe- guy, no good, right? Uh, well, and some people are very happy in a position yes. and staying there. And one of the ways that we actually failed was pushing those people mm-hmm. thinking they would want to move up. I have those here. Right? So spending the time and the effort and the money and the energy to try to motivate someone to move into a position that they have zero interest in and then not taking care of your superstars. I mean, everybody's a superstar in their own way, but when I say superstar, I mean the ones that are very interested in the success of your business, right? Those who absolutely will bend over backwards the to make loyal sure. Ones. Yes. They, those are the ones that we might not have spent as much energy on, right? Because we were spending all this energy trying to develop those who didn't want to be developed. So that was, that's a big one. I love that. Uh, can I go to corporate with that? Look, Jennifer Edwards says <laughs> that I don't need to force these people who work four hours a week to go down the management path. Okay, so what are some things, the biggest things facing just either women business owners or just all small business owners in general right now that you you hear from people more than we do? So what are you hearing? 
So let me separate this into we have your smaller businesses. So let's say 10 million in revenue or under, and then let's the others that are over that. So I specialize in those that are 10 million in revenue and under. And for my people, the hardest thing right now is getting the word out about what they do. There's so much noise. There's so much noise. It sounds like there's so much of competition with social media and radio stations stations and (laughs) and TV and Mm -hmm. just, and so just, just so many people doing so many things. things. Yes. And it's very difficult for them. And there is no way to say this one thing is going to work because then you talk about who is your ideal client. Okay. So who's your ideal client? Is it a female florist? Let me just throw that out there. So what is she listening to? What is she watching? There's no way to know what a female florist owner whose business is $5 million in revenue, how in the world? Like I, let's just use me as an example. How am I ever going to find that person's main focus of what she's paying attention to? It is so difficult out there for business owners to get the word out right now about what they do. So you say- help them with strategy as well. I do. And how to get that name out. Mm-hmm. What, what do you suggest their first thing is? Like social media or? Should they know? hire someone? A lot of people are hiring that done these days. Uh, it depends on the size of the business, if they have the available funds to do that. Um, I would say they really have to get into the head of who their ideal client is. That is the very first thing. And then they have to position themselves in the market. So let me give you a great example. I'm in a coaching program myself. And the very first thing that my coach did was position me in the marketplace. So when I first joined this program in June, and I've been in my business that I'm in now, I've been in business for five years. Um, she did a big survey of me and she said, I don't think you're positioned correctly. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And she said, you call yourself a business consultant. She said, that means nothing to me. She said, but now hearing what you do, she said, if you called yourself a fractional CFO, now all of a sudden I know what you do. I know that you help multiple businesses as a chief financial officer come in and strategize around what their zone of genius is to ensure that they're getting out and making the most money that they can. And my goal is from all my owners to bring home more money than they're bringing in. Heck yeah. Let me ask you this. Going Mm -hmm. back to the business that we used as as an example when Uh we first started with the paint by numbers, Mm -hmm. I would imagine she needs to secure capital to do something, or did she shift the capital that she had already? Did she draw out the, what the paint by number pictures would look like and put all the numbers in herself and then have them printed? Like, how did, how did she go about even just creating the templates that she would give to people. That seems just so difficult. Rosemary is amazing. Okay. She did all of that herself. Wow. We're going to have her on. Yeah. She I'm, did. I'm, my mind's blown. All of that. <laughs> Jen is very crafty. Hand. So she's excited about this paint by numbers. I'm thing. really excited about this paint by numbers, but it, it's the, it's the execution. Like there's an idea that I have that, I have floating around in my head and it's like, well, if I was to create this, you know, and, and make this product, like, how do you, how do you go about doing all of that? It's just, it really seems frightening to me to think about the money, the actual like product itself 
and then executing it. So but she did it. Let me say, capital is always great to have, but it's not always available. Right. So that's number one. That's why it scares me. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so for what she did, and I don't want to steal her thunder since you're going to have her on, but she is very resourceful and extremely artistic. And so she created all of that herself. She hired the people to pack the boxes right there in her studio on 31st and where is she? Yale? Is Harvard? Harvard? Anyway. Sheridan? Yale. I don't know. Something. She's, yeah. It's over there. Over there. Midtown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Midtown. Midtown. Um, she did all of that herself. And she had it what, printed. She did the whole thing. When I went into her shop, first of all, she I went there for a sidewalk sale, which she also said was your idea. Okay, I might take credit for that Okay, I might take credit for that I take credit for something. I liked the sidewalk sale, but I went into her shop, and she was wheeling dealing. She saw me looking at something. You like that? I'll give you half off. You like that? Take two. I'll, I mean, I walked out of there with more than I planned on going in for because she kept giving me deals on things. Yeah. She was just like, this is the stuff I need to get rid of. Yep. How much are you going to give me for yep. it? Yep. Okay, Jennifer, so tell us um, how we tell us about your podcast, how we can find your website, things like that. Okay. I have a podcast that is currently called Business Besties, but is quickly going to change to Entrepreneurial Solutions. You can find it, depending on when this airs, um, either under Business Besties or Entrepreneurial Solutions. Okay. And I will be talking about Entrepreneurial solutions. <laughs> Fancy name, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> it makes get sense. much more simple than that. Um, you can reach me at my website, which is www.bizdirectionllc.com. Is that biz with a Z? That is biz with a Z, directionllc.com. And my email is jennifer at bizdirectionllc.com. Okay, great. Thanks for joining us. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us once again on Oklahoma Women Want to Know. Tune in each Wednesday at 5 a.m. for the latest episode. And don't forget to drop us a review. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.